I, I really liked also the, the idea of like uh, putting your team under pressure to kind of learn from that for themselves and for yourself. Uh, you don't want to do this proactively, I agree. But I wonder if this should be more of a, uh, a practice activity that the team decides to do on their own if they want to. Like, uh, I want to take this high-pressure project, for instance, or something like that, and let's get through it together. I don't know if that's something you can do as an exercise. I guess it's really difficult to put yourself on, under, like, the real circumstances in just an exercise. So that works for technical stuff, and I don't know if it works yeah. for emotions. But I find it interesting to think about that and maybe there is a way to do it i don't know i do it with <laughs> games i don't know if you've tried it but there are some cooperative games that cause a lot of stress right. um right. i think one is space team or thing is it we used to do it during black downs and stuff we'd like have no internet or something i would take my team into a room and be like let's all play this and you're like you have five minutes to finish some mission and everybody has wrong yeah, pieces of information. And mm. it gets you like it's it, i feel like it's a safer way to to test it like because it's at the end if, if we didn't true, do the yeah. game it's fine but it does make us activate all the stress muscles and communication and then we can talk yeah. about how it felt like and that was kind of a, a safer five minute <laughs> exercise way to do it um so yeah i think games can offer a lot of these types of experiences i agree i mean we use them to to communicate some some ideas about like how do you do agile how 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 work in progress limits work for instance and i yeah. never thought that they could also be useful also for such like an emotional uh, uh, exercise. Yeah. So it's until until you have idea. someone in your team that says like, I don't, I don't want to be playing games at work. <laughs> that happens to me. <laughs> yeah. that. They got super True. frustrated and didn't communicate it necessarily in the most <laughs> elegant way. That they're like, uh, right. if I, I could be working or I could be home, why am I here sitting in a room te- <laughs> in a meeting room playing a game? <laughs> um, so that yeah. ha- I, that happened. I didn't expect it, but it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of playing games to create that situation. Like it's, it feels like a very safe way of, of doing it. Like I've had a, a, a chant in the past where, where I've been leading a team and I don't know whether you're aware of the forming, storming, norming, performing model, mm-hmm. right? So teams go through a, a very number of steps before they become a high performing team. Right. And I had a team that was basically stuck in the, the forming stage. Mm-hmm. We, we had no, nothing had gone wrong and nothing had gone bad. So we weren't able to react and, and, and respond to those situations. And mm-hmm. in the back of my mind, it was like, I really want this team to accelerate to become a high performing team quicker, but we're, everything is smooth sailing. So we've not, we're not going through those challenging periods. Mm. And I, I looked around for a lot of advice to see how I could try and like what I could do to accelerate it. And the, and the kind of the advice was, wasn't there. And, and what I was getting told was like, oh, why don't you test your disaster recovery plan? Like turn stuff off and see if your disaster recovery plan works. I was like, that's just fake. It's not, not a real, yeah. and it's also very dangerous to do. And I don't really want to be pra- practicing that. Um, <laughs> you should test your disaster recovery plans, but I don't, you shouldn't be doing it as a way to test the resilience yeah. of your team. But I love the idea of games. That sounds like a yeah. really... Like yeah. Safe yeah, so I'll put in the show it. notes a few a few things that I've used before. Um, depends on the size of the team, different things can mm-hmm. work. But yeah, there are some nice cooperative games that at the end, uh, the game actually happens by you all communicating while you're using your <laughs> your controller or phone or whatever to participate. And that's what you want to be practicing, this team communication under like time pressure or, or just like you, you can't progress if you don't finish the level or something. So you just mm-hmm. want to be practicing it. Uh, again, I don't know if it will always work, but uh, I think it's worth trying. 
uh, <laughs> I also use it, uh, other more creative games like drawing games and writing games uh, for the inverse, for stress relief. So we had a very stressful week in the in the last like team meeting on Friday, or I would just get a game where we all just kind of throw out all of our energy into some like stupid drawing game or or writing, so that people can just like write about all the things that bugged them that week and create like a shared kind of um, sh work on it together, <laughs> kind of like mm -hmm. a, a shared experience uh, of uh, of having dealt with it, even if it was maybe only one or two people in the team that actually had to to deal with the with the situation. Um, yeah, but it, uh, you need to you need to be able to have established a culture where games are a part of we, how we do work and how we do emotional mm -hmm. work. Um, uh, I think if you manage to do it, you you can get get quite a lot of this stuff done in a creative and fun way. Yeah. I think that's great. We use drawing games a lot um, yeah. when we started working from home um, over cool. the last couple of months. We were using like uh, some of the online ones to, to kind of relieve some of the, the stress and the pressure and they're, they're, they're amazing. They're so simple um, yes. and they just, they just, everybody can enjoy them. And I think they're a really like great way of bringing people yeah. together a little bit. There's also like a, a slightly off topic thing that I love about them, which is about communication skills and yes. the kind of mm -hmm. like building exactly. communication skills within a team but that's yeah. I mean, that's off topic exactly. yeah actually how was how was the emotional labor in general changed where with with the home office situation did it have like a big impact on that or not much it's it, it's um from my experience it's very much person to person is completely it varies completely from person to person mm -hmm. um i know from from talking to people that um, managers and, and people at a similar level to me are really struggling with it um, because some of the like especially if you are used to, to running a team in an office there's mm -hmm. a lot of communication that happens that is non-verbal um, yeah. body language like just all sorts of other things that you see and kind of experience when you're in the office and you don't see this anymore so it's it's it, you kind of lose you lose you kind of lose a, a, a couple of channels of communication with your team or they lose a couple of channels that they maybe they didn't even realize they were using to you and yeah. trying to replace that is a lot of energy and it it kind of really is it is quite challenging on the flip yeah. side of that some people some ICs I've been working with absolutely love it like they love not being in the office and, and some people absolutely thrive working from home and that's great for them and they're the happiest that I've ever seen them um, and then on the other flip side you also have the same like you have ICs who would who would much prefer being in the office and who are struggling and also I think it's worth clarifying that we're not all working from home like we're at home working and that's exactly. a very different thing from working from home yeah. and uh, you have to kind of understand that everyone is going through like it's not a fun time to be mm -hmm. to, to, for things to be happening and you can't a lot of the also a lot of the places and the things that you do to relieve stress are, are gone now or they're coming back but they've gone especially people who used exercise for, yeah. for stress like some of those places are, are, are closed down for, for the time being um yeah. and also like bars are closed and that's a pretty common maybe it's not the most healthy way but it's a it's a pretty common way that people use to to decompress and, and socializing their, their in general i mean yeah. Yeah. just meeting people yeah. and talking about things and and feeling yeah feeling like you have a again event um i would say yeah, I think we, we're quite literally losing touch with each other, right? We're still talking all the time, but we've lost a sense of physicalness uh, of, of being in the same area. Um, I think one of the other things, speaking especially about talking about emotions at work that I've been finding a bit challenging, I don't know what was your experience, um, is that I think, I don't know if it's because of 
you know, personal preferences or cultural preferences or work culture preferences. But I think pe different people are expecting to be able to talk about what they're going through right now at different levels and who, mm -hmm. who also asks about it or not. And I feel like there's a lot of discomfort right now, especially as, as the communication has all moved online and needs to be more proactive. Like you won't, you won't have someone just pass by and grab you for coffee. Um, about, so of yeah. course there's one-on-ones, but what about in general and also beyond that maybe what about skip levels and things that you're s sitting and working with a meeting and maybe your manager knows that you've had an issue at home today or that you're feeling stressed or worried about someone who's ill or something but not everybody else is and how do you manage this conversation i've seen a great advice recently that actually you should uh, budget into all of your work meetings like 10 minutes in the beginning should be like chit chat and use it also to check in and i think that's a really nice way to kind of i think if you make it into like a habit for everyone that it also feels less like who's doing it to whom but at places mm -hmm. where it's not happening i think there's a lot of awkwardness right now about who's who's doing the emotional work and who feels alone yeah i'm a big fan of at the moment loosening up stand-ups right so for a long time we spent a lot of time making sure that stand-ups are efficient and and bang on time and you have specific time sets but now i think stand-ups are a great opportunity to have that like five ten fifteen minutes chit chat in the morning and it's something we've actually my team has been doing for a while because we have we're split between stockholm and berlin so some of our team members are in stockholm so we've already always had like there will be some scrum masters who who are horrified by our stand-ups because we generally spend five ten fifteen minutes just chatting about what we watched on tv last night like how everything's going cool. um, my team being a utterly appalled at my terrible taste in tv um <laughs> you know those those kind of things we we would always have in our stand-up so our stand-ups are always 30 minutes long and and that really really works and i think it's much more beneficial now um than it than it was before so yeah i think having those 10 those 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 touching points and i also know i know of other managers in, in klana who have um put in like afternoon sessions, like kind of around after lunch that have like book the whole team in for five, 10, 15 minutes and have no agenda. Uh, and generally what they ended up doing, like they, they, they were, they are playing games. And I guess it's a, a, a nice. similar thing you're talking about. Like they're just, they're just playing some games together. They tried to build something in Minecraft, I think. Um, and it didn't work out so well, but they ended up kind of reverting to simpler <laughs> games and just drawing stuff. But, yeah. um, and that for them has been working really well to bring the team sort of close together and, and a, a later touch point in the day as well. Because I think there is definitely a, a challenge of people sort of drifting off as you go through the day and, and feeling disconnected from stuff. But definitely what uh, we're finding or I'm finding at Klarna is that it, we've managed to keep it tight within the team in terms of, terms of all this stuff. So teams communicating well, we're getting those touch points. But the wider audience, like the wider organization is, is definitely starting to drift apart because you don't have any excuses to talk to those other teams and you don't bump into them in the corridor. You don't see them at lunch, all of those kind of things. So now we're kind of looking at um, how we kind of start to pull that culture in a bit and we're having to look mm -hmm. at some of the challenges around that and how we artifact like force those that team communication between teams that, that isn't isn't happening at the moment because we're definitely feeling that teams are getting isolated and they're not they're mm -hmm. feeling pretty pretty miserable about that like they're, they're feel, yeah. they feel part of the team and i think the managers are doing a good job of, of managing that but they don't feel a part of like the domain or, yeah. or part of klarna I think one of the things that comes out of this as well now that um, as, as we're talking about the situation of, of yeah, we're at home working, um, that maybe before we had less, um, ideally less, less at this intensity and less in this quantity. But I think most of the early conversation we had, we talked about like emotions at work or like how we, you know, how work 
you know, it gets us emotional because we care about our work and how do we get communication through and frustration. And, but it was about work. And now we're kind of sliding into also our personal life. And how do we, what, how does that coming with, with some sort of things that has nothing to do with maybe with what, how your work is going, or maybe it is, but not there, anyone else at work. Um, and I think that's also a, kind of an interesting tension of the, like the work emotion related emotions versus the other ones. I think we're kind of also losing the, now everything is blurred together as we're at home working, uh, which is very mm -hmm. tricky, but maybe try to go back and think about before. And hopefully it didn't also, I think again, also now I think everybody is going through something. Uh, but before it could be that, that a person, you know, whether it's a, a breakup or a car accident or, uh, or getting married or like, there's a lot of like big emotional events that are happening that are going to like bubble up at work. Um, yep. uh, I would even say for myself, it, bad election results. <laughs> I mean, I remember the days of coming, like coming dazed into the office of like, how, how is, what is the world right now? Um, mm -hmm. and, and maybe not everybody shares that emotion. Maybe not everybody can guess what's going on with you. Have you had some experience with that as a manager, Phil, of how to, how to support people through their own personal stuff? Cause that's also emotional work that managers often need to do. Right yeah yeah and it's it's so uh, this is again comes back to everybody is is unique and different and right. this makes this whole topic very very challenging because i've had experiences where people have come in um i mean i think weirdly i think the the one that you i've had to deal with the most because it's i think it's maybe more it sounds weird it's like on the extreme but it's probably more acceptable to talk about is family bereavements yeah right that's the topic that comes up a lot because everyone kind of accepts that that's going to be a negative impact on people so so this comes up a lot and I think there are people who 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 deal with that and they'll come in and they say this is what's happening like this is going on I'm not going to be at my best and and it's your mm -hmm. job then to just I guess accept that and and support them through that and and make sure that they have the the support and also understanding the boundaries is really important at this part because some mm -hmm. people will want you to to tell them about your experiences and, and tell them it's going to be all okay and and tell them what's going to come in the future and other people do not want to be talking to you about your they do not want to be talking to their manager yes. about their personal bereavements right? right so you have to really it does a really thing to really difficult thing to gauge um and you just need to find the the right balance and the right stuff like um yeah it's 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 tough but it's just about supporting those people and making sure that you understand that they're not going to be performing in the same way that they are going to have potentially have downturn but also keep an eye out for them throwing themselves into work and and yeah. over investing in stuff because that's not a great way from personal experiences to, to go about dealing with those kind of high high like emotional situations and right. trying to get them to 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 back off but but everyone's different and you need to take each case on a case-by-case -case basis and also you also have you also have to be very careful as well because some people just won't tell you um, exactly and and then you'll have a situation where you you have somebody and and i mean the general outcome it's not always the same but the general outcome is that people will perform worse when they are under high emotional pressure from, yeah. from things like this and from really bad news and Definitely. you if if you just treat it as bad performance it's going to mm. explode because yeah. that's going through a normal like disciplinary yeah, process human. for yeah. some yeah is is not is not going to come out well so trying to understand the the core and the deep the, the reasons behind people 
performing badly is is kind of key to this like you you can't just always jump to the fact that they're they're just performing badly or they don't care like it yeah. could be something else that's going on and, and here, also like this yeah. comes about from from high like positive emotions as well exactly. like i've had experience where people have changes in their lives that are really positive but that means they are less committed to work <clears throat> so for example like having children is a, is a great example of this it, it switches some people's priorities their priority right. may well have been work before but now it's their children, which is absolutely yeah. fine. And that means that there is going to be a performance shift in that person. They're not going to be working the same hours that they worked before. They're yeah. going to be just as, just as good as what they were doing before, but they may not be putting in the same number of hours. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's absolutely fine. So, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's really it's case by case basis and just trying to, um, making sure you understand as much as, as you can. Yeah, um, and I've, yeah. I think I've also seen uh, people actually, uh, for me at least, personally, the most common experience when people were... Um, uh, yeah, uh, having children is that um, they, for me, it's actually get more productive. So they, it's true they reduce hours, but then they actually get like I think I don't know, but I guess because people are trying to make sure that they're doing good. I think work still matters to us a lot as we even as as people become parents, um, and so they, I feel like they get to the same level of productivity on less hours, and they're. It, it seems like to me always like a rush of creativity and energy. Um, of course, there are uh, periods when you're very tired or periods that you're like, uh, not emotionally, but like physically stressed out. Um, but I, I think overall, it's, it's the, also the positive of this is that people, I think, also find within that a lot of uh, energy. So it's not, I don't think it always shifts your uh, attentions away from work. Um, yeah, I experienced this recently, actually, because my mm -hmm. daughter and I was a year and a half or a little more and... The switch happened like while I was at Wikimedia, and now when I joined Doodle, beginning of this year, this year she was. We were still going through the experience of having a new being <laughs> that we, <laughs> we we are responsible for, and it's definitely like a, an immense uh, po positive push in general. Uh, at least how that's how I I perceived it on myself, and I think it did what you said to me. Like I I did end up like having a better performance at, at many things not only at work like many yeah. things that i used to kind of either underperform on them or like neglect or like kind of pro yeah. procrastinate about and all that and I, w I was trying to think about this like to understand why why this is happening and one of the reasons is uh more or less what you said about oh you have first of all you, the shift of priorities like okay my priority is my child uh job is a second priority but it's still important and it's it's not only important it's like essential to support us if, if it is my mm -hmm. main income right stream what happens there i think psychologically you become a little less experimental with risk at work like in, in the sense like okay i need to get my job done well first in the time i have and any extra time i have on top of that whether it's work time or i run out of work time i need to take about i have other priorities to shift to again now like i don't i don't enough uh, have enough that, enough of that luxury time where it's like oh let me experiment a little bit often with 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 a new idea a new technology mm -hmm. or challenging my manager a little bit here or, or there like just because i i'm not sure about this or i think i have a better idea and so on you you start to kind of select choose your battles differently let's say <laughs> put it this way yeah um so it does seem that it improves performance in terms like okay you you definitely do or at least that's how i viewed my performance i started doing my job well more often than screwing up <laughs> than i used to before mm -hmm. 
just because I was like trying to experiment with something new or try kind of push boundaries somewhere here and there. Um, that's, I guess, might be one of the reasons. 